Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate. If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with that. It's just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show, where we all talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Now, I don't know what part of the country you're in at this moment, but there is liquid sunshine here in Hotlanta. So sometimes we need those days where you could just kind of sit back and, and reflect and grab your favorite morning beverage and put it in hand and listen to your girl, Coffee Talk with Soy, bring you something empowering, something needed. And it's those conversations that uh, we need to have that we're trying to have here on the air. So this morning, we're going to have a very interesting conversation with you this morning. I I believe that there are some things in life that we probably should talk about, but we don't. We just let it happen. But we're going to try to be proactive in your lives today by bringing you a conversation that you need to hear and be a part of. But before we get into that, let me welcome my right-hand man to the cafe. Good morning, B. How are you? What up? What up? So I am happy to be here. This is this is awesome. I'm I'm excited. Um, did you see my Facebook post? Like, I, I mean, did you see my Facebook post the last one that I posted? Here we go. No. No, okay. boo. No, 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 no. This is not one of those crazy situations. It's not me like popping bottles like when we were in Miami. It's not that. It's, it's not that. You know I'm being unfriended by like mad of my female followers. <laughs> and oh, so I everybody, that. yeah, everybody yeah. knows I'm getting married, right? So I finally posted mm-hmm. from in the bridal shower, and like this one of one of uh, my followers, she's like, "Wait a minute, you're getting married?" I was like, "Yeah, you know." Um, whatever, whatever, bachelor party. And she's like, oh, well, congratulations. And I tried to say, like, thank you. And it wouldn't, yeah. Facebook wouldn't let me respond to it. So I'm, like, trying to say thank you. And I'm like, um, and it says you, you, this, the, the user has ended the conversation or whatever. And so I'm trying to figure out why. So I click in it to see more details. It's like you've been blocked and all of that. I was like, you kidding me? And then it happened, like, three more times. I'm like, yo, dude. Like, but are y'all big mad or not? I'm just saying. Like, sorry, what is that? Well, I'm sure that that love would appreciate you being uh, unfriended by by women who mean you no harm. You know, uh, that's a good thing. You know, that's a good thing. One one day we don't have to worry about. Well, no, it's good. No, they need to remove themselves from your life. If they if if their intentions are good and they trying to get at you and they found out that you got to get at with somebody else. That's right. Unfriend him. I'm telling you right now. Unfriend him if you don't mean him no good. We don't need no more broken marriages. 
So let them go on about their business. Do you, you don't need them women. You don't need them women. Let them go. Let them go. Sometimes, you know, they say, when people walk out of your life, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let them go. I'm gonna take your word on that one. You know, but they said about married men, though. You know, the, you know, some of them don't care, and they still gonna try to get at you and send you inbox messages. But uh, yeah, they should unfriend you. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're talking to no married men, right? So the prom- the promise is now that I'm married, I'm gonna get hit on more. So yeah, mm-hmm. working that out. Yeah, the plastic is y'all stay tuned for for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh we my God. Um, people tuned in. So welcome, welcome. As you know, we're starting our show, Coffee Talk, with Soy and Brandon here. And uh, our topic today is good credit now. And, and you know why this topic is happening at this moment? I believe. And apparently, our CPA who's in the cafe with us also believe that you can have good credit now. We, we've all come through this phase in life where, I mean, opportunities are just being thrown at us, you know, in, in the forms of credit, and we've taken advantage of it. I mean, some of us literally have taken advantage of it. But it, it doesn't mean that you're, just because you have a credit score of 300, you know, there's still hope for you. There's still hope for you, and then we have a person here and the cafe who's going to talk about uh, good credit. So let's welcome to the cafe, Ama, the CPA. Good morning, Ama. How are you? Good morning, Soy and Brandon. I'm super fantastic and so, so happy to be here. So good morning, and thank you both for having me. Good morning, boo. Good morning. Y'all love her energy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't get over her energy. It's right. Oh, yeah, we're going to turn this thing out. <laughs> I'm excited. Can we turn it out and turn the numbers up? Is that possible? I bet you we could. I bet you we could. Hey, before we get started, so someone, uh, I want to give a disclaimer for these people that's out there. Well, not a disclaimer, but I want to extend an opportunity that if, grab grab your pen and paper, uh, and and really, if these ideas and, and processes and tools work for you, Please come back to the page and report it, um, post it, and follow Ama the CPA. She has her own following on Facebook under Ama the CPA. You can also find her on AmaTheCPA.com, and these tools really work. So we're gonna have a good, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna try to pour as much as we can into you in these thirty minutes. But but realistically, write this stuff down, y'all. Try to apply it to your lives and let us know if it works for you or not. All right, Brandon. Go ahead. He's so excited to talk to Alma. Go ahead. Ask your question. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, you know me, Soy. I'm going to just jump right in. So let, let me ask you a question. Why is credit okay. important? So I pay for everything in cash. Why is it important to have credit if I can afford it in cash? Okay. And you know what, Brandon, that's an excellent question. And I feel like a lot of people say that. Because they're like, I pay for everything in cash. What's the big deal? So the big deal is that it's going to come a time in your life when you want to get more than what your cash can afford. So, for example, when you're ready to buy a house or maybe you want some investment property, you know, or maybe you just want a brand-new Porsche, 
right? Whatever it is, it's going to be a time where you want to keep your working capital, like your cash flow for other things, right? You want to use cash when you absolutely need it. But when you can use credit, you want to use credit. Because you can get way more, like Robert Kiyosaki always says, you know, we focus on other people's money. We don't always have to spend our own money. Okay. So you're saying that even though I have to put a down payment on the house, I have to have a good credit score to do that. All right, fine. I get that. So (laughs) what, I mean, I'm just saying, I get it. Okay, fine. Now you're going to make me go out and get a credit card. All right. So, Let's just say I have zero credit or horrible credit. What's the difference, and what do I need to do to take it up a notch? Okay. Or so 700 zero... notches. <laughs> <laughs> right, 700 notches, zero to 700, right? Okay, so believe it or not, like zero credit and bad credit is almost like the same thing, or no credit and bad credit, because – no credit is just like we don't even know, you know, like we don't know. Right. The creditors, they don't they don't know. So it's like I, they don't want to take a chance. And then bad credit is like, okay, we know, but it's still bad. So what you'll have to do is just start building up your credit, you know, and there's several ways that you can do that. Uh, a couple of the easiest ways that you can do what I personally did when I – graduated from college, I didn't have any credit because I was like, I do not want to touch a credit card. I just heard so many horrible horror stories. And um, uh-huh. and so what I did was, the first thing I did was my mother added me as a authorized user on her American Express. So if you get somebody to add you as an authorized user, the first you want to make sure that they pay their bills on time, right? Because what will happen right. is... <laughs> Right. So what will happen as being an authorized user now, they do not have to give you the credit card. Okay. They just want to add you as an authorized user. And then so what happens is now every time they pay that bill, it's showing up like you're paying it also. So that's like a huge, yeah, so that's a huge benefit. So that's the first thing that I did. And the second thing that I did was um, I took $1,000 and I went to a bank. And I got a um, a CD, but I told the banker what I wanted to do first. So you want to tell the banker what you want to do because you want to make sure that you can get approved for the loan. So you get a certificate of deposit for $1,000 or $500, and then you use that CD as collateral, and then you get a loan for that same 500 or that same $1,000. And then you can take that loan, and then you go and you do it to another bank. So that's what I did. So I had two installment loans on my credit, plus I was added on my mom's credit as an um, authorized user, and I had, like, good credit in no time. The so other thing that you can do – I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a lot of information. Hold on a minute. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know, I know. You know we talk about finances. First of all, people scared you know, nervous, and, and we're trying to capture it all. And I'm definitely over here writing. I know y'all see me writing it down. I'm trying to get my life together. So, Okay, so number, <laughs> number one, uh, she said that zero equals no credit. So for y'all listening out there, for zero equals no credit. Just so we know y'all with us, show us some love on that, share the life. We've got to get deep into 
restoring your credit and understanding how these numbers work. So share it. I know you know some people that have some credit challenges or just want to improve their credit. It's not just for bad credit uh, users or people with bad credit. We still can improve uh, where we are um, financially. So do share this information. So, Amin, you said that there are two things that we could do to improve our credit score now. And one, you said to become an authorized user on someone else's credit account. And it's kind of like borrowing credit, right? You, you borrow their, their credit worthiness and attach it to yourself. Is that right? Yes, yes. Yep, that's exactly okay. it. Okay. okay. And then the second one, which is keeping a repeat, is to take $1,000 and get a CD from the bank. So, Alma, repeat that and say it in layman terms because I, I know I'm not the only one confused. So give it back. Okay. To it. Okay. Right. So what you want to do? So let's say now you have a thousand dollars of your own money, right? Just in a bank somewhere. So you can take it out and then go to your banker at your bank and just tell them that you wanted what you want to do. So you say, "Hey, I'm working on my credit," and basically what you want is to set up uh, an installment payment. Okay. So that's just any type of loan. But because you don't have any credit, the bank is not going to give you a loan. So you tell them, if I give you this $1,000 in the form of a certificate of deposit, like so I want to open up a certificate of deposit with this $1,000. And what that is, is it's basically like a small investment account, and they'll, you can lock it in for a year. You know, ask them if they have any one-year CDs. So they'll lock it in for one year, and but before you do that, tell them that you want to use that same CD, that same investment as a loan. You want to get a personal loan and use that CD as collateral because otherwise okay. they won't give it to you because you don't have any credit and you don't have anything going for you. So they're like, why should we give you a loan? So you're like, all I want to do is I, you have this certificate of deposit, so if I default on this loan, then you can keep the certificate of deposit. Does that make oh, sense okay. so far? So, so you're, yeah. using cash, you're using cash against credit to build credit. Are you yeah. sure? That took like yeah. that was uncomfortably long. I was like, wait a minute, did I just make an ass out of myself? Uh, no. No, because you know what? It makes her, it's exactly what it is, but I just never thought of it like that. So I'm like, huh, yep, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I think I think she cleaned it up. I don't know. We got to double check that one. <laughs> no, that's exactly <laughs> It's not like when you would get a secure credit card, kind of similar to that, but you're not going to use it. Is that... You can also right. get a secured credit. You can get a secured credit card, but the only difference in that um, story is that when you when you start working on your credit, you want to have a mix of different things. So by having the authorized user, now you have a credit a credit card that's called revolving, right? That's revolving credit because the balance revolves, the payments revolve. Um, so it's called revolving, but then you also want to have installment loans or installments, things, things that are in installments on your credit history as well, and that's the purpose of the loan. So when you have installments, 
installments on your credit, it reports a little bit higher than the secured credit card. It's about 30%, and the secured credit card is like 20 So you just want to have a mix of credit. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So go out and take out seven secure credit cards. Got it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need seven. <laughs> you don't need seven. You can take out one and I'm it'll help. I'm <laughs> feeling that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, good Very stuff. Very good stuff. Now, so- so, so Alma, what what are we doing? Okay, so for those of us who do, so let's say we have a, we actually have a person who sent in a question that they they do have credit and they have done good with keeping their credit paid, but somehow their scores are not generating the numbers that they think they should be generating. What what could help with that, or what could this person be doing with how they're using their credit to cause it to be derogatory and not work in their favor? Um, what they are probably doing is probably not paying it off um, fast enough or using too much of it. So we have what's called um, a utilization ratio that the creditors look at and they hold it against us, believe it or not. So even though you may have like $10,000 available to you amongst all your credit cards, that does not mean that you want to use all $10,000 of it. Or if you do, then you want to pay it off. So here's the thing. The utilization ratio should be kept at 30% or lower in order to improve your credit, in order for you to have, like, what's considered good credit. So, A lot of people may get this confused because they think it's 30% on one credit card, but it's not. It's 30% amongst all your credit cards. So if you have one, yeah, overall. So if you have $1,000 amongst like two, three, whatever, four different credit cards, that means that when it's time for them to report your balance, you want to have no more than you're using $300 amongst all the credit cards. So what you can do, even if you use all of them, because you do want to use it and pay it off, use it and pay it off, just make sure you pay it before it's due. So when it's time to report, it's below that utilization ratio that you need. Mm. Okay. I, I like that last little bit there. That's slick. Okay. So if you do have to make a person, no, no, no. I like that. I like that. I'm a, you're on to something here. So if Thank if you, you do, oh, for sure. So if you do end up using like, you know, let's just say if I have a a, a $1,000 credit limit, but I have a, a $500 on this card, I can use $455 as long as I do it before, I, I guess they report on what, the 30th or the 28th maybe? Yeah. As, whenever so pay it back. Mm-hmm. Before that, right? Yes, pay it back. And if you look at your statement, Brandon, you can see like when it closes, and that's when it's going to report. So, okay. because everybody will have like a different closing date, you know, because it's kind of based on like when you open up your credit card and all that good stuff. Like, like I know mine is due on the 21st. I have no idea. I, I guess I opened it on the 21st. I can't even remember. Right. But. 
whenever you you if you look at your statement you'll see the closing date and then like the payment due date so you want to pay it before the statement closes and keep it below that 30 percent that makes perfect sense got it okay good no point now oh that's so what i was going (laughs) to ask you some common myths that people have about credit and that is one i didn't even know you know up until this very moment I thought that 30% utilization ratio was for every account that you have, and I did. I never knew that. I, I, yeah, I'm thank sure you. I I'm never so knew glad. That. Oh, my God. So, so did that answer our, our person's questions? Uh, it looks like you're showing some love on Facebook. Show me the face. Right. I mean, I don't hear the love from Facebook. What's going on? Like <laughs> love, uh, share, share. Okay. Yeah, uh, so they acting like they got something against good credit. <laughs> you know, they're probably right. <laughs> writing it down. Right. This is so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> so now that we're under. So now that we're understanding um, a few tips of what we could do um, to get our scores up, what are some things that we could immediately do um, to just address negative things on, on our credit report? Like, do those letters still work? Remember, write the letter, report it. I heard that you should write the letter and not um, submit an electronic report. So what's, what's the first step into addressing that, and how should we really do it if we want to do it on our own? Pay your damn bill. <laughs> that helps. See? Oh Number, one. Number one. Number one, pay your bills. Right? Number one, you want to pay your bills. <laughs> right. And the other thing that you um can do, so to answer your question, so like yes, the letters do work. Um, if you send them out yourself and the thing, like if you already have like access to the letters and stuff like that, you can definitely send them out yourself. The thing with the letters is that it's all about timing. So, um, you have to send them out like right on time. They have a certain amount of time. They have like 30 days that they can respond to you. And then you have 30 days that you can respond to them. So you just have to make sure that you're on point when you are sending out the letters. And if some, if anybody wants, like, a credit program where it has, like, all the letters, they can totally reach out to me, um, and I can help them with that. But that's just the main thing with doing it yourself is just making sure that you send out the letters. Like, when I was working on my stuff and I was trying to send out letters, and um, I was perfect with that first round of letters, and then when it came for that second round of letters and I got the alert on my phone, like, you know, send out letters today, and I was, like, tied up at work. I had some big project, and I'm like, oh, my God, is that today? You know, so I was like, okay, can't do that. That's, <laughs> that's mm. it for the letters. Yeah, <laughs> so that's <laughs> What do these letters say? What, what do the letters right, I was say? just about to ask that. What, what is the letter? So what the letters basically say is it's basically a dispute. Um, you can say the the letter the letters will basically say like, "Hey, this is not mine," you know, "This is not mine," or "Hey, I did pay on time." 
You know, that's it in a nutshell. You know, it's a bunch of legal stuff and, and stuff like that. But in a nutshell, it's like, hey, I paid this on time. Hey, this was never mine. Or, hey, uh, we agreed to get rid of it. You know, something like that. And so that goes out to the creditors, and then basically they'll respond and say, no, you didn't pay, <laughs> right? Or you did pay, but you paid late, or we never agreed to get rid of it. And so okay. it's kind of like a – it's really like a back and forth, back and forth. So you send out – you know, the letters go out, they respond, and – ultimately somebody's not going to respond. And if they don't respond, it has to come off. Okay. So, so that's okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so that's why a lot of times um, it's kind of a waiting game when they send out the letters. The stuff that will come off very quickly are like, you know, inquiries and, you know, stupid stuff like that because it's not a big deal. But when it comes to late payments and stuff like that, late payments, missed payments, it may take a little bit of longer of a time, but that's just because you're waiting for them to respond. And as soon as they don't respond, you got them, and it comes off. Mm, she said you got them. I like that. You got them, yep. Get them. So we uh, so that's something that uh, now is there specific language in these letters because that seems like a surefire way, um, especially if I, if if it's longer than like five years. I know it comes off in seven years, right? Automatically, it'll drop off in seven years. It's, yes, it is supposed to drop off in seven years, and sometimes it doesn't, and that that's something perfect for a letter too. You know, um, if it's too old, it can also come off. You know, a lot of people have uh, incorrect, we like to call it IOUs, like incorrect, outdated, and unverifiable information on their credit. So uh-huh. if it can't be, you know, if it's completely wrong, like this is not my credit, like what are you talking about? I never lived in Kansas, you know. Um, right. Or outdated, like you said, Brandon, just super old or unverifiable because, what will happen sometimes is that, so let's say you, you have a Macy's credit card or whatever. Now, in accounting, what we have is something that's called um, bad debt allowance, okay? So I used to be an auditor. So what I would do is I would go into a place like Macy's, and they say we expect to have, we have, no, we have $1 million in outstanding receivables, Right which is people owe their money on Macy's credit cards. We have a million dollars outstanding. And me as the auditor, I would say that is great, but I know that you will not collect a million dollars. Why? Because everybody don't pay their bills, okay? <laughs> so, out of, right, so out of this $1 million. I know Macy's <laughs> Right. Got, got Definitely not. To do, like keep the lights on, you know, whatever. Exactly, exactly. So it's like this outfit is old now anyway. (laughs) So now we say, um, okay, as the auditor, I would say, okay, now you have to report what we call bad debt allowance, which basically means you write off out of $1 million, you have to write off $100,000 of it because I think that you won't collect it all. Okay, so they automatically 
cents, a hundred thousand dollars of it. So, so let, let, let me let me okay. jump in for one second. One second. Yeah. Um, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna actually wrap up the show, right? But I want you to stay on the line. Uh, I want everybody to tune in to Facebook Live because we're going live. All right. So let's do it there, and 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 let Soy take us out, and we're gonna meet y'all on Facebook right now. Don't go too far. And Alma, you stay put. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great show. Um, before we leave, let people know where they can get more information about you um, to talk about some of those uh, tips that you gave. So yes, more information. At, yeah. What's your yes, website? I'm at Alma the C Alma the CPA dot com. Um, A M M A and then the CPA dot com. You can find me there. I'm on Facebook as Ama the CPA dot com and Instagram is Ama the CPA dot com as well. My personal Facebook page is Ama Nancy, which is my whole name. So it's N A N T W I. So yep, check me uh, out. Thanks again, Soy and Brandon. Okay. Thank you, ladies. All right. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. And as always, we love you. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're always brewing up something new for you here on Coffee Talk with Soy. So don't forget to look for us on your social media website. We're under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. And also download the app in your app store under this show name as well, Coffee Talk with Soy. The website is where you get more information, find past shows, uh, put your ideas in there, or shows you want to hear or give us your comments. So do visit the website and reach out to us to hear. And remember, it's not the size of the problem. It's the size of you that matters. Be great, be awesome, and tell us what's that stuff. Join us on Facebook Live. We'll send this in now as we finish up our conversation about fraud and judgment. Have a great week. Bye-bye.